Good morning. Welcome to Shabbos Ayin Chesh, Shabbos page 78. We're continuing with our discussion of different things that you're allowed to carry on Shabbos, or not allowed to carry, and under what measurements. And we say water is enough to mix with an eye plaster, to make enough water to make an eye plaster, a sale for the eye. And the Gemara then introduces a certain principle, which is if you have something which has a common use, let's say at a higher thing, let's say, for instance, wine, Wine is normally drunk, uh, and when you drink wine, it would be for the amount for Revius. And then it's also used for medicine, but it's not as common to use it for medicine, um, but it would be used at a smaller measurement. You go after the um, larger measurement, Bakula, since it's more common. But if you have two common things, then you have to go after the uh, more stringent measurement, Lechumra, um, even though it's a smaller amount. Um, the Gemara goes on and talks about uh, blood, what would be blood be used for, um, and it says that blood might be used either to plaster the eye or also to um, remove cataracts or to remove protrusions from the eyes. And the Gemara actually says there are two different kinds of blood. There's the blood of a hen, uh, which is used uh, to remove protrusions, and there's a, br- there's a blood of a mole, which is used to remove the cataracts. And the Gemara even gives us a way to figure out a mnemonic to remember this. The hen, which is normally found outside the house, deals with the protrusions, which are outside the, the eye. And uh, the mole, which is inside the house, deals with, which deals with cataracts, which are inside uh, the eye. Okay, and now the Gemara also talks about the whole issue of motzi and matzniya. That let's say somebody uh, is very, very particular about even smaller amounts, and they themselves actually stored something away, then the halakha has a certain degree of subjectivity here, and they would actually then uh, be liable even for the smaller amount. And the Gemara even says, if you have, that, for instance, a student who the Rebbe tells him, go and clear away a certain place for my meal. And um, he clears it away. And uh, if the master had stored something, then he would be liable for hotza, even if it doesn't normally fit with the regular parameters of what's hotza. Okay. Um, the Gemara tells us then that... Um, uh, wastewater that's taken into the public domain you would be liable if it would be a revius um, again about four ounces where it says what is wastewater used for and it says it's used to knead clay with it okay um, then the mishnah the next mission talks about a whole bunch of things taking out rope it would be enough for the handle of a basket reed grass would be the amount um, to actually make a loop for either a kavra a sieve or a sifter um, even if you have, let's say, a, a uh, piece of paper, what would be the minimum for a piece of paper? Well, apparently the, the smallest amount of paper, the this, this, this smallest piece of paper would be used to make a tax collector's receipt on it. Um, and let's say a piece of parchment would be the amount that you would write the smallest parsha of the tefillin, which would be Shema Yisrael. Um, wax would be enough to place on a small hole. And the Mishnah has many, many different things. Uh, I encourage you to read the Mishnah inside. There's just too many cases to go through all of them. Um, then the Gemara says that, um, let's say you want to take out palm friends. That would be enough to make a handle for a basket made of palm bark. Um, and literally, this goes through the entire rest of the Gemara. Go, reads in the same way. If you take out this, you know, it's enough to make that. If you do this, it's enough to do that. One very, very important principle that's brought up in our Gemara is that um, even if something would be would be would be taken out, but if there would not be enough in its raw form, that it wouldn't be worth your while to actually go ahead and make it in such a small quantity, 
then it would actually not be considered uh, hotza on Shabbos. Um, towards the end of the top, there's a whole discussion about, um, let's say you've taken out a uh, tax collector's receipt. Is it a violation of hotza? I mean, is there any uh, uh, is there any value to having a tax collector's receipt? And it says that, you know, once, if you haven't shown it yet to the tax collector, then you're certainly liable for taking it out because you need that receipt to show the tax collector. But once you've sh- showed it to the tax collector, then you're going to be exempt. That's what the time count says. But, uh, but Rabbi Yehuda says, even once you've shown it to the tax collector, you're still liable because you still need it. And the Gemara wants you to figure out why would you still need it even after you've shown it to the tax collector. And the Gemara gives a few answers. One is because there might be so there might be tax collector runners. These are people who are subordinates to the tax collector. Uh, and even though you didn't, you showed it to the tax, the major tax collector. So even if the runner catches you and brings you to his superior, uh, you'll be able to get out of it. But it's a pain to have to go in. The other one is, in case there's a big, there's a there's the there's the junior and there's the senior. So even if you showed it to the senior, there might be the junior. And um, Ravashi has a third answer that you know sometimes you're going to go to a second tax collector and then you're going to need to show it to him. So there's a question whether once you've used your receipt, whether you might need it again. So bottom line is anything that still has a purpose or a need is a violation of Otsal, but something that no longer has a purpose, it's, 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 it's insignificant to you, then there would be no violation of Otsal and Shabbos. All right, we'll, continue, we'll conclude Daf Ein Ches over here.